Planet Japan, episode 31, for January 4th, 2006. Vibrating Chickens and Bunny Hunters. On today's show, we'll learn about right-wing comic books and vibrating jackets for chickens. We'll also find out if it's a good thing to be beef to the heel. And, of course, the Planet Japan dancers will astound you with their intellectual prowess. All that and much more on this week's Planet Japan. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. I thought this week we'd do a, a, a kind of a radio drama as our joke. Cool. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be fun. It'll be great. In this uh, particular scene, I will play the part of the so-called president of the United States, George W. Bush, and you can play the part of the lovely Condoleezza Rice, the Secretary of State. Oh, great. Yeah. Now, in this scene, uh, Condoleezza has come in to, to talk to George about the new leader of China, uh, Mr. Li Chen Hu. Okay. okay. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Here we go. Condi, nice to see you. What's happening? Sir, I have the report here about the new leader of China. Great. Lay it on me. Who is the new leader of China? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm asking you. Who's the new leader of China? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy in China. Who? The new leader of China. Who? The, the Chinaman. Who is leading China? N now, what are you asking me for? I'm telling you who is leading China. Well, I'm asking you, who's leading China? That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Will you or will you not tell me the name of the new leader of China? Yes, sir. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. Arafat's in China. I thought he was dead. That's correct. Then who's in China? Yes, sir. Yes, sir's in China? No, sir. Then who is? Yes, sir. Yes, sir? No, sir. Look, Condi, I need to know the name of the new leader of China. Get me the Secretary General of the UN on the phone. Coffee? No, thanks. You want coffee? No. You don't want coffee? No, but now that you mention it, I could use a glass of milk. And then get me the UN. Yes, sir. Not yes, sir. The guy at the UN. Coffee? Milk. Will you please make the call? And call who? Who's the guy at the UN? Who is the guy in China? Will you stay out of China? Yes, sir. And stay out of the Middle East. Just get me the guy at the UN. Coffee. All right, with cream and two sugars. Bring. Will you answer the phone, please? Rice here. Rice? Good idea. And a couple of egg rolls, too. Thanks. Hey, that was pretty good. I think we have a new career in front of us. Hey. Perhaps. Now, of course, most of you, many of you, some of you, maybe one or two of you, will recognize this as a kind of a tribute to the great Abbott and Costello, who's on first routine. Yeah. So, who wrote this joke, I wonder? No, no, who's in China? Oh, who's in China? That's yeah. It. Yeah, we don't know who wrote the joke, but it came from a site called uh, thejokes.com. We'll put a link on the blog. and yeah. It's a brilliant little piece of, uh, of political satire based on the Abbott and Costello routine about baseball players. Yeah, who's on first? Which I just happen to have a little bit of here. We'll let people uh, compare Amy and Doug to Abbott and Costello and see who really is better, comedically speaking. That's right. Good idea? It's a toss-up. Eh? Okay. Mm. Take it away, Abbott and Costello. Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Abbott, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ballplayers nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their French cousin. French? Gouffet. Gouffet Dean. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, let's see, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You're going to be the coach, too? Yes. And you know the fellow's name? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? 
The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? Yes. <laughs> Look, you got a first baseman. Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. <laughs> All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy that gets the That's money. That's it. Who gets the money on he first base? He does, every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Look, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name to the Who? contract? The guy. Who? How does he sign his That's name? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. <laughs> all I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players. I'm right. not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on who's second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. Well, let's <laughs> well there you go. The great uh, A and C, Abbott and Costello. I always loved, when I was a kid, I loved Abbott and Costello. Did you? Oh, they were Wow, great. you're old. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, did you have a nice uh, New Year's? Sure did. Got lots of Nanga Joe. How is old Nanga Joe doing? He was always <laughs> one of my favorite people. That was his nickname, Nenga Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nenga yeah. Joe in Japan are New Year's cards. Oh, right. Yeah. And they're sent to people um, to welcome in the new year. And they're not quite like Christmas cards in that they are sent on the first day of the year. So right. the first few days of every year, actually, they kind of trickle in mm-hmm. or, you know, actually come in by the loads. And they're really and postcards, aren't they? And they're postcards, yeah. yeah. And people send out stacks of them. Hundreds. Yeah, it's amazing. To everybody you ever met. Right. <laughs> it's quite amazing. Yeah, it's also something used uh, for businesses to keep in touch with their customers. That's true. You always get yeah. uh, Nengajo from any company you ever had any dealings with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also have a kind of a lottery system that goes along with it. Oh, yeah, the post office does. Yeah. And uh, they have lottery numbers on the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. And if, uh, yeah, if those numbers come up, then you get something free. But it's usually like stamps or, you know. Really? What's the most gift? exciting thing you can get? Do I you, don't know. Do you check your numbers on your postcards? I do. Uh, I've won a couple of times, but I've won stamps. You won stamps. Mm-hmm. Like not, not 200 yen or 300 yen worth of stamps. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yawn. Boring. Well, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you, you actually take them to the post office and say, check these numbers? Or do you have to do it yourself? They have No, you have to do it yourself, but the numbers are posted at the post office. Oh, there's a big list of the numbers, and you can check it yourself then. Mm-hmm. If you've got uh, three or 400 postcards, that's kind of a chore to go through. Well, that's true, check isn't it? Check all your numbers for you know a couple of lousy stamps. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I had a nice New Year's, too. Hey, Doug, yeah. how was your New Year's? You know, uh, thanks for asking. It wasn't bad. I... Uh, had a big New Year's Eve party. Oh, did you? Yeah, the apartment. <laughs> the just neighbors must have loved that. Just me. Oh, just you. Yeah, counting down. Uh, and were the Planet Japan dancers there? No, I gave them oh, the night off. Jeez, yeah. really? Yeah, that was very sad, actually. Mm. Mm. Oh. But here we are in 2006. So the stop. year of the dog. Arr, arr, arr. Oh, that's right. It's the year of the dog. But if you think I'm going to stop mooing and start barking, you're wrong. Well, yeah, because uh, that's good because, you know, barking's even more annoying than mooing. There you go. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it doesn't make it so bad after all then. Exactly. And, and don't forget to stop writing 2005 on your checks. 
checks. I don't use checks in Japan. Yeah, in Japan, people don't use checks. That's a kind of an interesting thing. It's a cash society. Everybody's got Love loads it. of cash, but nobody writes checks. Mm-mm. You try to write a check, they look at you like you're crazy. If, if I wanted to, could I go to my bank and say, I want a checking account? I don't think they have checking accounts. Actually, I think some businesses do, but uh, the normal way to transfer money between businesses is through an actual bank transfer. Right. And you'll see these people. They're so funny. It's like they go up to the cash machine because... In Japan, they don't want to do anything at the window there. Mm. If you can do it with the machine, then you got to go and do it at the machine. <laughs> you walk true. into the bank and go to the machine. You can't just go up to the bank window and get cash out of your account. Yeah, they don't like that. So these, these guys will go up to the ATM and they'll have like 10 passbooks, you know, bank mm. books. So, for example, if you owned a bar, you would go into mm. uh, the ATM and you'd pay off all the, you know, the sake and distributors and stuff that you had ordered from that month. Oh, I see. And so they'll sit there, and it can take a long time know, for them yeah. to do all these bank transfers. I've gotten stuck in a line where, uh, where there's, it just takes forever because people you know, spend 20 minutes at the, at the damn machine. So, hey, do you know yeah. who the Bill Gates of Japan is? Sure, that would be uh, uh, Biru Gatesu. No. <laughs> um, actually, the guy who owns Live Door, and I don't know if uh, our listeners have heard of Live Door, but it's one of the biggest in, uh, internet uh, companies mm-hmm. in Japan. Right. A lot of people have their blogs and stuff up on Live Door. And he's also become a politician recently, the guy who owns it. Uh huh. Yep. He's a big shot. He is. Oh, he's huge. He's really young, quite controversial. Mm-hmm. He's known to show up at uh, meetings and stuff in just jeans and <laughs> a shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> among all the other, you know, board members and stuff who have suits on. Right. Yeah, he owns Live Door, and he's, like, one of... He's brilliant, and he's, like, the Bill Gates of Japan. Anyway, the guy is so famous mm-hmm. and worth so much money that now people are trying to trademark his name. Really? Actually, not his name, but his nickname. Which, which is? Which is Horiemon. Horiemon. Yeah. So there were five applications to trademark this name. From different companies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine having to trademark, you know, your name, your nickname? his company is applying five times or five different companies? No, no, no. Other companies. They want to kind of steal his name? Right. So what they actually had to do is go in and apply for it themselves Mm -hmm. and get the trademark first so that Ah. to protect it and then no one else can get it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like it should be an animated character to me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Oh, he will be someday, <laughs> if he isn't already. Okay. Yeah. Now, can I do that? Can I go in and, and trademark my nickname? Yeah, if you want to pay the money. Dugu-chan? Dugu-chan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amy, when you were a little girl... I'm still a little girl. I'm only 150 centimeters. When you were a young child... Ah, yes. <laughs> well, let's say when you were 13, 14 years old, did you know what you wanted to be when you were big, when you were grown up and an adult person? I think I wanted to be a cow. Oh, you did not. Okay. Um, no. Did you know what you wanted to be? I wanted to be a lawyer. That didn't work out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, recently, they, um, a research institute here in Japan took a survey of uh, a couple of hundred uh, Japanese teenage girls and a couple of hundred Chinese teenage girls to find out what they wanted to be when they were all grown up, mm-hmm. so all to speak. Up. Yep. All grown up. It was interesting because in Japan, they found that Japanese teenage girls are looking forward to the day when they can become either nursery school teachers, flight attendants, or housewives. Uh-huh. That sounds like my students. Mm-hmm. As, uh, whereas in China, teenage girls there are aspiring to be CEOs of companies or uh, senior management. Wow. <laughs> but well, that's good. Uh, according to the researchers, they say that it's because of the economy. The economy in Japan, after the bubble economy, has kind of gone down, and in China, it's kind of on the rise, and that... Uh, 
that accounts for the disparity, but I don't know. Well, only being able to have one child might kind of dash the dreams of uh, anyone aspiring to be a housewife, you know, having six kids. Mm. You think so? Yeah. That but yeah, <laughs> with all that economic activity in there now, I mean, it's almost like a and you can do anything kind of attitude over mm -hmm. there, I think. So this is really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Japan, well, you know, hmm, the girls. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I think, I don't know, it's, it's my impression that uh, a lot of young women don't think in terms of a, of a big career. They think in terms of getting a job until they get married, at which point they'll probably quit their job. Yeah, well, I think a lot of women aren't, aren't really quitting their jobs anymore, but there's, there's still all this uh, living at home mm. going on. Yeah. So if you're living with your parents until you get married, then there's certainly no rush to get married either because right. they're just being taken care of. Yeah. Why would they want to give that up? That's know? true. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of things going on now. Um, although Japan is changing, it's, it's not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> although it's changing, it's not. And uh, I often hear foreigners say, yeah, but, you know, we hear that in Japan women are, you know, really, you know, getting their own careers and everything now. But mm -hmm. it's only true to a certain point. It's not on the same scale. Right. Uh, men and women still are not seen as being equal here. And a lot of women really don't want to be seen as equal. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of pride themselves in their femininity and in that mother power type of thing, the power of womanhood and things um, mm. to be able to do things that men can't do. Well, I think it is true that uh, mothers in, within the family really control most of the aspects of the of the family. They, they control their children's education. They, they even control their husband's money for the most part. That's right, yeah. They dole out uh, allowances for the husband. Which is a fine idea because the husband's out <laughs> drinking all the time. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> it's probably a matter of survival. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, if anything, it seems to me that the, the division between uh, men and women is dividing even more in Japan. The more independent these women come, they're coming. They're becoming stronger, but within wim within womanhood, as mm. opposed to trying to become more like men to achieve the same right. thing, yeah. like we do in the states. You know, we kind of like to see all ourselves as equal, and I can my open my own door, thank you, yeah. type of thing. Yeah, I think uh, feminism, if you want to call it that, in Japan has come a long way in the last ten, twenty years, but mm -hmm. it's still lagging behind probably the Western world uh, to a certain degree. Yeah, it's uh, developed in different ways for yeah. sure. Don't you love these crazy guys that come around and, and their big black vans and Blair Marshall music at you and wake you up in the morning? These oh, yeah. right-wing nationalists? Yeah. God, they're annoying. Do you have them around here? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, so you haven't heard them in a while. They don't come to the island. Yeah, they don't get out that way probably too much. No, They, they don't no. fit on the ferry boats probably. Right, those big, yeah. those big uh, monster trucks. But now, happy news. Hey. The nationalists, the right-wing loonies of Japan, have now got their own manga. Hey, I heard about that. Yeah. What they're saying they're doing is addressing the topic of uh, the tense relations between the China and Japan and Korea and mm -hmm. Japan. Um, they've had this textbook row going on for quite a while now, how each country is interpreting the events of World War II and other wars mm -hmm. in different ways, and everyone doesn't like the way the other one's doing it. And so there are some manga artists in Japan who have just said, screw it. We're mm. going to write history the way we want it, the <laughs> way we've seen it. And we think that all the things that Japan did was for a noble cause. Right. Hell, the emperor, right, is God. So, yeah. you know, they were only following his orders. This is like a whole new genre now. 
And the scary thing is becoming uh, a bit popular. Yeah, like one of these books sold over a million copies. Yeah. Another one, 350,000 since it's released in September. One book is called Hate Korea, and it tells about this Japanese college student who discovers uh, Japan's colonial rule over the Korean peninsula was a well-intentioned attempt to bring civilization to a backward country. Of course. It wasn't. Well, a hell. <laughs> you know, we're just trying to civilize them. That's right. <laughs> and then he says it's not ex an exaggeration to say modern Korea was built by Japan. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a bit okay. disturbing. Yep. Uh -huh. And then it says even more venom is reserved for modern Chinese. The book accuses Beijing of distorting history, running crime syndicates in Japan, and um, flooding the country with AIDS-infested prostitutes. Oh, I hate when that happens. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, this is really, you know, not fair. But apparently these things are selling really well. Because, I mean, there is a feeling among the Japanese that, hey, you know, why are we getting picked on for, for this? These are things that happened a long time ago and blah, blah, blah. We have a, a right to, you know, have mm. maybe felt that way at the time. But actually, these nationalist comics are targeted towards really young people in Japan now mm -hmm. who don't really, who weren't around when all this was happening. Right. So um, they're, they're taking a lot of the blame for what happened before and they need, you know, kind of a way to vent their anger and by reading this stuff, you know, it makes them feel better about their own country. Yeah. So um, where I think the the right wingers are older people who want to bring the country back to its nationalist past. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've got a couple of the same feelings in different, you know, areas coming together with the same thing. But still, most Japanese people are smart enough to know that, uh, you know, these guys are basically wacky. Sure, sure, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to know they found an outlet, uh, an outlet for their propaganda, a propagandal a non channel that they can get it out just uh, in much the same way that uh, the right-wingers in the U.S. have found Fox News, for example. <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, these right-wingers in Japan, uh, a lot of people really say that, you know, they've kind of gone over to the dark side, if you will. Mm. And now, apparently, there's even a dark side to the beloved soy in Japan. Soy. Yeah. Well, soy has a long history in Japan, and it's certainly considered a very healthy, you know, mm -hmm. food. Sure. We so put soy sauce on everything here. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then, you know, there's all that edamame, those soybeans, daizu, that, mm -hmm. are, uh, that are imported from America mm -hmm. that come here. We don't even eat them in America. We right. must be crazy. No, those are good. Yep, very healthy. But now there's a couple of crazy people, a mm -hmm. couple of crazy scientists from New Zealand who say, oh, no, you guys are all wrong. Soy is going to kill you. Kill you? Oh, yeah. It's going to bring out its knives and guns and uh -huh. stuff and kill you? Yeah. Wow. Not only that. Violent it's soy. It's going to make you um, infertile. Ooh. Yeah. Studies have linked soy to the following problems. Mm -hmm. Digestive distress. Thyroid dysfunction, uh -huh. cognitive decline. Well, that's uh -huh. yeah, I've noticed a lot of that lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm, that's probably from eating that tofu. Mm -hmm. Reproductive disorders and infertility. There you go. Ooh, cancer. Ooh. And one more. Yeah. Heart disease. Okay, so I should stop eating soy. Well, actually, um, I think this is just a bit, you know, precautionary. Mm -hmm. In other words, what they're saying is that in the West, we tend to go overboard with these new health fats. And we say, hey, look at the Japanese. They live forever. What do they eat? And then we pick out the things we like that they eat yeah. <laughs> and not the disgusting things. Right. And we say, hey, you know, if we can make like pills out of that or, you know, stick that into ice cream or something, we can become healthy. So you're talking about uh, products in the West that have been made from soy as kind of a substitute like soy burgers and things exactly. like that? Exactly. 
when actually the way it's used in Japan is they just use it in conjunction with a healthy, balanced diet,、mm-hmm. right? So you might put soy sauce on top of, you know, rice or something else, but it doesn't mean that you only have a bowl of soy sauce. Right. <laughs> <That'd be> <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> so there's a difference then between this kind of fermented soy that we use in Japan、uh, versus the isolated processed soy that is used in products、uh, to substitute for some meat product or something like that. That's right. And、okay. they say that really soy foods should be eaten exactly the same way Japanese and other Asians eat them in the fermented form in like tempeh, miso, shoyu, and、mm-hmm. natto. Oh, I hate natto, though. Well, a lot of people hate, hate natto, especially foreigners. Yeah. But、uh, a lot of Japanese like it, but、mm. not all of them. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a raging controversy, this whole natto thing. You're、yeah. either, either pro natto or anti natto. That's right. There's no in between, is there? Yeah.、Exactly. yeah well, the problem is its consistency is rather disgusting.、Mm, it looks disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but、um, it's supposed to be very good for you. That's what I hear. And a lot of people do like it. Yeah. Yeah. But you won't find it in my house. Nope. No. Mine neither. Okay. Well, okay. So, just a, a little word of precaution to our listeners.、Uh, ease up on the soy, perhaps, or at least ease up on the soy burgers. Go back to eating red meat. That's what、mm. I was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>、mm. yeah. Kill a cow, save yourself. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is it time for cow tales? Speaking of killing cows, yeah. Why not? Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Okay, today's cow tale comes from、uh, Isabel. Mm-hmm. And she was born in Ireland.、Oh. And first of all, I'd like to send out a big moo to her. Okay. Ma. A big Japanese moo to Isabel for this cow tail that she sent. I wonder if she has red hair. I wonder. I, I wonder if she, she drinks Guinness. I bet she does.、Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Isabel was born in Mullinger, Ireland.、Mm-hmm. And Mullinger has its own cow. Oh my God. The Mullinger heifer. They have a saying there. It's called beef to the heel. Beef to the heel. Yeah. yeah. What do you think beef to the heel means?、Uh, it means you got beef, you know, all the way to your heel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's used to describe a well padded woman. A well padded woman. And this was,、uh, used to be desirable in、uh-huh. a woman. Kind of like a, a Rubenesque woman. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. A well padded woman. Yeah, I think a well padded woman should also be able to work in the farms and stuff as well, because this is cow yeah,、okay. country. She's sturdy. She's, She's sturdy, yeah. Yeah.、Okay. yeah. And、um, that's how the, the term they use to describe, you know, I guess the perfect woman. See?、Work. Beef to the heel. There you go. We're compared to cows. It's got to <laughs> be a good thing. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work that into my conversation. Okay. Next、Great. time I meet a well padded woman. Yeah. I'm going to go, hey, look at you. You are beef to the, the heel, heel, babe. Aw, isn't that complimentary? Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> I wish I were beef to the heel. Am I beef to the heel? No, you're not beef to the heel.、Oh. You need to eat more. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, but I don't like to eat beef. Well, you don't have to eat beef, but you have to eat more. Okay. Of whatever you eat. Rabbits.、Um, We could eat rabbits. Have you ever eaten rabbit? I have. Really? Mm hmm. Why would you do that? Well, just because where I'm from in Ohio,、uh, people are hunters. Yeah. And one of my boyfriends when I was in high school was a hunter. And he killed a rabbit? And he did, yeah. And, and, we, and he invited me over to his parents' house for dinner and they cooked the rabbit. And did you know it was a rabbit? Mm hmm. Did you cry? No. Did it hop off your plate? Nope. No? No, I did an autopsy on it, though. Oh, really? While it was sitting there. Well, then you would be、uh, not much different than these Japanese、uh, university students. 
The Bunny Hunters. The Bunny Hunters. In this week's episode of The Bunny Hunters, <laughs> we discover... Yeah. They were not exactly expelled from school, but they were told to stay home. I like that. Yeah. Don't eat your dinner. Yeah, well, Japanese students stay home from school all the time anyway, don't they? Ah, uh, <laughs> see, they're all closet bunny hunters. Okay. Now, I suppose we have to explain who these bunny hunters are. Yeah. They've caused quite a, uh, quite a controversy in the, in the nation. They uh, are university medical students who, who have formed this kind of group, and one of them apparently accidentally, I, I, I may want to do air quotes there, he <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> accidentally ran over a cute little bunny. Oh, he accidentally had an accident. Yeah. So he, he brought this bunny to the university, and because they are medical students, after all, they decided it would be a good idea to perform an autopsy. But they already knew how it was killed. That's a good point. But hey, <laughs> you can still do an autopsy if you really want to, right? There, there's a big hole in the it, story. It could have been a hit and run. Yeah. They could say it was a hit and run, and we found the rabbit. Mm. Anyway, go on. Anyway, they decided they were going to cut open this little bunny and do an autopsy. And they, they took some photos. Mm-hmm. And they put it on their on their web page, and then they uh, captioned it with funny little jokes like, "Here's the bunny we killed. Here's the bunny we murdered." Aww. I think that was the the vocabulary. The poor bunny. We murdered this little bunny. You gotta consider the bunny's family. And it <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do indeed. You have to think about the family. It's so a big apparently, family. <laughs> think of <about laughs> Think of how much time it would take to contact all those relatives. Oh, they have a lot of relatives. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That would be, yeah, Oof. next to Ken, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, apparently the students, much as apparently we do, thought the whole thing was a big joke. Right. And other students and faculty thought, eh, not so funny. Mm. You have to be serious when you're a medical student. You have to be serious. You can't be making... Uh, you can't be out, go out killing bunnies and putting it on your website and joking about it. That's one hair-raising story. Oh, that's a good one. Hair-raising story. Ma. <laughs> Speaking of bunnies, <laughs> do you hear about that vibrating chicken jacket or a vibrating jacket for chickens, as it were? Ooh, how does it work? Now, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, a vibrator for chickens. No, it's not about a time. No, a vibrating jacket because some well. people enjoy hugging chickens, but uh, they can't always be with their chicken. So they, they have now developed a way to hug their chicken on the Internet by sending vibrations to the jacket. But the, I don't know anyone who hugs chickens. Trees, yes. Chickens, yeah. no. Well, these days you don't want to be hugging a lot of chickens because you've got the whole bird flu thing going on. But, mm. but they did, yeah. We're, they did this as an experiment because the idea is that uh, they want to develop these pajamas for children so that when you're away on a business trip and your child's at home, mm -hmm. you can... Uh, put these pajamas on him and then you can send these vibrations to the ch uh, to the child and give him a big cyber hug. And the child vibrates? The jacket vi the pajamas vibrate. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is supposed to be good. It's hugging the child. Right. Whenever yeah. my mother hugs me, you know, I vibrate all over. Uh, exactly. So, I don't know. What do you think? This is this a crazy idea. It sounds kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I have some I have some cow pajamas and I'd like it if they'd vibrate. You know, like people could send me cyber hugs yeah, then while I was wearing them? Anyway, these yeah. scientists in Singapore are actually investigating this whole idea of the cyber hugs through clothing, vibrating clothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It could I'd be a whole new thing. I think it would be wonderful if the whole world could vibrate together. We could all get these pajamas and <laughs> <laughs> hug each other at the same time. Yeah, a group cyber hug. Exactly. Around the world. A group vibration. We could, it, it might be a Planet Japan first. We could lead the way, hey. as it were. And we would be sending out good vibes. Do, 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 good vibrations. Do, 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 do. Okay. Da, da, da. The last few weeks, we've learned some very exciting 
chick jargon or special vocabulary for women. We're going to move on this week to uh, something we like to call teeny bopper jargon yeah. or slang that Japanese young people are incorporating into their daily lives in an exciting new way. Right. And um, actually, a lot of these new words, as a lot of the new words in the Japanese language in general, come from English. Right. And this really shows you the strong cultural influence from the outside world. The outside world of franchise restaurants. Yay! Such as McDonald's, Denny's, and Starbucks. Sure. Yep. So, to go to Starbucks now in this new Japanese that they've made. They've mm -hmm. taken the word Starbucks and made it a verb. And they say, Stabaru. They've shortened the word, Stabaru. Stabaru. Which means, let's Starbucks. That's right. <laughs> let's Starbucks. Yeah. Right? Okay. okay. Let's see if everyone can get the next one. Yeah. Makuru. Makuru. I know. Could it be McDonald's? You got it. Thank you very much. Right? $100 okay. goes to uh, Douglas DeLong. Let's McDonald's. Let's McDonald's. Hey, what are you doing? You let's let's McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Now this next one's a little harder. Denny do. Oh, that's easy. Da, na, 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 <laughs> it must be Denny's. You got it. Let's Denny's. Hey, and you win a million bucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Yep. Let's Denny's. Yeah. So we create a verb out of the shortened version of the franchise. Isn't that fun? That's cool. Yeah, it's great to be a kid again. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, is it time for? Audio mnemonics. This week's audio mnemonics kanji is hair. 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 Hair today, gone tomorrow. There you go. Mm -hmm. Hair on top of the head. Right. And uh, it's pronounced ke usually. Mm -hmm. To imagine this kanji, it's quite simple. It's only four mm -hmm. strokes. Okay. Imagine a capital J. Gotcha. Backwards. Right. And then all you do is you take three hairs ah. and lay them across the J. And there you go. And there you have hair. You've got the kanji. Any words that go along with uh, this kanji? Yep. There's hair. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, fur. Fur. Yep, because that's animal hair. Right. So that would just be ke. Right. So head hair. Kami no ke. Kami no ke. Your head's hair. Mm -hmm. And then um, eyebrows are the eyes hair. Mm -hmm. Which in Japanese would be? And it's mayuge. 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 And caterpillar. <laughs> Caterpillar, yes. Is kemushi, which means hairy insect. Hairy insect. Isn't that cute? Kemushi. Yeah. And that's this week's audio oh. mnemonics kanji. Okay, I think uh, we're ready to leave the Planet Japan studios and head on home. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening this week. And remember to go over to the Podcast Alley website and vote for Planet Japan because this it month. Because is, it is January now. It's a new month. And you new can, votes. You can vote once a month, and we would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Help us out a little bit. Also, if you want to leave any messages, just uh, write to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And, of course, the website is at planetjapan.org. And you can get all the archives of Planet Japan for just a buck for five episodes at... Mm -hmm. The bookstore. The Dollar Bookstore right. at dollarbooks.tripod.com. There you go. And don't forget to check the show notes on the blog. That should be it. Have I a think, happy new year. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, everybody have a great 2006. We will see you back here next week. Akemashite omodeto gozaimasu. Happy, happy new, year. new year to you. See you later. Mom. Mom.